The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. Wait a minute. Hear this. Dead Zone, December 5th, 2021. Year's almost over. Tonight we got an old friend of the show coming back, Dakota Rifle of Night Hunters Paranormal. And we have Michelle with the Paranormal News, but as you may, you may know, uh, Michelle just had a procedure done, so she wasn't able to record, so we're going to do a replay of that. Also, we're going to highlight another band, another band, sorry, Black Tractor. So check it out. Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help. Let's give Greg Church a call. Hello, Greg. Hello. Hello. Yes, yes, sir. How are you? All right. How are you? Hello. Yeah, yeah, we got a little delay. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, here you're going to a concert tonight. I am. You are? Okay. It's a decidedly unheavy metal concert, but oh, I am okay. going to a concert. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, um, <laughs> Greg Church of Black Tractor. That's an interesting name. How did you come up with that? Yeah. Yeah. We've been playing around Cincinnati for just over 20 years, and uh, we just uh, don't know when to quit. But, uh, you know, we enjoy it, and we're still putting out music, and doing the best we can right where did the name come from the name uh so i was in a band called bag previous to black tractor and we thought the idea of a uh of a band of farmers would be funny right like singing about farming issues right and uh so that was (laughs) yeah and then so that's that was the initial idea and that was quickly abandoned we were going to do uh you know songs about cows and shit (laughs) right it just started just taking off and becoming its own thing and uh you know that was 20 years ago so now it's it's become a much bigger bigger cooler idea than that oh yeah yeah great music by the way too yeah uh do you have a do you have a new album out or one in the works we do we uh released it's called the wonders of the invisible world and it just uh we released it just pre-COVID. It's available everywhere, you know, on all the streaming services, Camp and Amazon. You can, you can, in, uh, it's available on uh, 
CD. You can buy a CD. You can buy vinyl. Right. Uh, and that we we did that just pre-COVID, so we're just gearing up to try to start the promotional push of that one. Right. Because it, it didn't get a fair shot. Because we're we're pretty proud of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know that's so. hopefully things will get back to some degree of normality so we can get back out there same with us we can't do it we haven't done anything for two years you know really to speak of but yeah right but, yeah, yeah. yeah but i love the music well, we've got a. Uh, we just i'm sorry go ahead oh, I'm, i just said i love the music I, I, you know awesome you guys are great oh thank you man thank you yeah we're we're going uh we we haven't played since probably we we played with mc chris and that was just as COVID was kind of kicking in mm-hmm. and uh so we played that show we haven't played since and uh i don't know if anybody's listening but uh we're playing november 27th at a it's madison live it's in newport kentucky right, right. and a friend of ours named lazy b uh-huh. who plays with Grinchello. Right. He had a heart attack recently, oh. so we're doing a fundraiser to, to get money for him. So we're just... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're trying to help him out, but that's uh, November 27th. That's cool. Yeah. Actually, I think... Yeah, um, he's a good dude. He, he, yeah, yeah. yeah, we uh, we ran ran late uh, last night, so I think this show, or this uh, little piece we're doing right here, might be on the next the upcoming show for, for next week, so... That'll be that'll kind of good timing for you there. Yeah. Right on. Per- oh, right. Perfect. Right. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. He needs all the help he can get. Yeah. So. Well. All right, man. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, Twenty years. You guys been playing. Yeah, we got a, we got a couple shows. So. Awesome. And they're all in and around. Yeah. Ohio. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, they're all in Cincinnati. Well, they're all actually in Kentucky, just over the river from Cincinnati. Okay. Um. Uh, so right now we've got the uh, the Lazy D benefit. That's November twenty seventh okay. at Madison Live, and then we're playing. Uh, there's a uh, Super Satan <laughs> festival. We're right. playing December twenty third. Okay. There's a guy that runs around Cincinnati who has a Satan puppet, and he interviews <laughs> bands. And he, well, that's awesome. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's great. He interviews bands, and we're doing yeah. So Super Satan show on Facebook. He's He's an amazing. He's he's an amazing cat. He, That's crazy. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. He he's got it. It's a straight up Muppet, dude. It's great. <laughs> That's got to be. And he's hilarious. doing a festival. The All right. <laughs> oddly the day before Christmas Eve. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll all be hungover on Christmas. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> right. We'll be we all right along with you there too. Well, I'm not going to keep yep. you. I know you have a show to go to tonight. Right on. So we want to thank you for coming on, and we'll we'll have you back on. We'll talk more. Um, Black Tractor. Right it. on. All right, man. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you very much. Right on. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
Hello, this is Christopher St. Booth, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show, and I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family, in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. 
I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal. And they helped me take control of my own life. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para-X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction, to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day. Paranormal news. Hey everyone. So on Coast to Coast AM this week, this article is dated October 6, 2021. It's titled, Man Sues Psychic for Failing to Save His Marriage from Ex-Girlfriend's Curse. A California man has filed a lawsuit against a purported psychic who promised that she could save his failing marriage by removing what she said was a curse put upon him by an angry ex-girlfriend. The bizarre case reportedly began when Merle Restrepo realized that his relationship with his wife was on the rocks and apparently left with nowhere else to turn, he sought out the help of someone with supernatural skills to solve the predicament. Turning to Google, of all places, the man, the man found a website for Sophia Adams, which described her as a psychic love specialist, as well as a Ph.D. life coach. That official-sounding verbiage, the lawsuit contends, made Restrepo more confident that he was speaking with a professional that could help him. And so he set about putting the unorthodox plan to save his marriage into action. Upon meeting Adams, he says the self-proclaimed psychic performed a tarot card reading that culminated with the unfortunate news that the man had been cursed by a witch hired by his ex-girlfriend. 
As luck would have it, however, Adams indicated that she was happy to help him remove the sinister hex, which she warned could doom his marriage and children for approximately $5,000. Clearly concerned about the course that the psychic had detected, Restrepo proceeded to fork over $1,000 as a down payment towards whatever ritual Adams would use to eradicate the hex. However, he subsequently had second thoughts about the whole situation as he found that the psychic did not in any way help his marriage. While it goes unstated in the lawsuit, one can imagine that these misgivings may have come up after he went home and told his wife that he had just deposited $1,000 toward the removal of a witch's curse. Restrepo is now seeking $25,000 in damages from the psychic over the emotional anguish that the misadventure caused him. So ladies and gentlemen, let me help you. If you go to a psychic and they want to charge you $5,000 to help you, don't do it. You're welcome. This is Sandy Johnson, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. So this is also Coast to Coast AM, under Paranormal True Stories, Auras, and Parallel parallel Worlds. Hold on, I'll find it again. Sorry, it was right here. So inspired by his experiences with the unknown, John Olson has spent decades documenting stories of those who have witnessed the strange and unusual in the western U.S. In the latter half, he shared some of these first-hand accounts of everything from ghosts to glitches in the Matrix and odd creatures in the woods. Olson's introduction to the paranormal came at an early age, growing up in a haunted house built in the 1800s, in addition to unaccounted for footsteps and objects moving or disappearing, he saw strange beings. I would wake up when I was a teenager and there would be two people in my room having a whispered conversation, he detailed. At that point, he would tell them to be quiet because he had to get up to go to school in the morning. He also talked about residual hauntings where ghosts leave an imprint on a repeated track or path, dark entities that have that may inadvertently invite into their lives and nature spirits in the forest. He defined glitches in the matrix as inexplicable incidents that fall outside of other categories of the paranormal. A man named Chris from Ohio told him how his boss asked him to pick up some medicine for him at the nearby store one day. While there, he had a dizzy spell and noticed the store layout was different than what he remembered, and then he saw his brother in one of the aisles, but the man denied knowing him. Upon his return, his boss said he'd been gone for two hours. To Chris, it was less than 30 minutes, and when he called his brother, he said he was on vacation and out of town. With these glitches in the matrix, do we step through a door and suddenly find that we're no longer in our universe? So if you have experienced anything like that, that you would refer to as possibly a glitch in the matrix, please email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe we'll interview you and have you on. Thanks for listening. All right, here's one more for fun. Void Vader. I can't take it. (laughs) 
This is Rick McCollum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDV Worldwide. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Okay, let's check in with our buddy, Dakota Rifle. What's up, bud? Can you oh, hear me? What's up, man? I can hear you. All right. How's it going, man? We're going to have a... We're gonna have a oh, I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. We're going to have a, a, a delay, so <laughs> just bear bear with me, okay? It's all good. All right. Did you get that car running? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So what's been up with you and the Night Hunters, man? Um, we've actually, for the last couple months, we've been playing it on... Finding new locations we haven't been to in the last couple years. Um, the team now is actually me, my friend Abby, right? Nick, one of the ones that was on the team before. He just never got to do anything with us, right? And my buddy Tyler, right? We took over everything, and pretty much we've just been trying to find new places to go to. And if everything works out, um. I'm sure you've seen the pictures on my Facebook of it. Uh, the hospital in Williamson. Yes. So yeah. Uh, we're supposed to be going back to that again with the same people I went last year. Okay. And uh, uh, re- refresh my memory. Was that an eventful uh, hunt that you guys had? Uh, what What did you catch? Uh, or anything significant at all? Oh yeah, it was. It's probably got to be. I know I've told you before, Loveberry was the most active place I've been, but that hospital in Williamson takes the cake, no doubt. All right, well, (laughs) let's hear about it. It, Well, we were all setting up base camp and everything inside the hospital, and uh, Greg and Justin went downstairs to get something out of the car, I believe, and I grabbed a flashlight and went to walk down one of the hallways by myself just kind of exploring you know right and i was walking by this one little room and when i did it it felt like something jumped out pushed me and yelled hey right in my ear oh yeah okay <laughs> and of course you didn't have a we uh, were getting of course you didn't have a recorder all, going <laughs> right oh no yeah. i just had a flashlight on me of course i didn't have my phone with me recording at that time all right that's the way it always is though, isn't it <laughs> yeah Oh, yeah. It was a really active night, though. I mean, that, the whole hospital <laughs> in itself, any place you can go to in there is active. Right. What's the uh, history behind the hospital itself? Um, If I remember correct, it was just kind of like the main hospital for Williamson. And uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Williamson and the surrounding areas back before they built the new hospital up, right. up there and they were open for a while and like a bunch of people I know like their parents went there when they were younger and it got shut down and the history that I know about it they were going to tear it down and then it ended up getting bought out by somebody and the lady that owns it now is going to completely restore it eventually and make it to 
to where it's safe for people to be in and everything, which the main building where we investigated is, but there's a nurse's college part of it. I believe that's what it used to be. Right. It's kind of got trees growing in it and stuff like that uh, that yeah. they're trying to restore right now. Right. So what what her plans, I, I am going to assume, will be to make part of it a bed and breakfast and the rest will be open for investigating investigation. Sorry. I'm assuming, anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, it's not a bad idea. I mean, you know, a lot of places are doing that now. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to go meet up with Greg, Justice, and Justin back in October, I believe. Right. But at that point, I didn't have a vehicle yet, right. and I was working on getting one, and so I didn't get to go meet up with them, but I ended up messaging them about a week ago I believe right and Justin told me that they were actually thinking about going back to the hospital so it was pretty much perfect that my team was wanting to go back and they were too so right. we're going to try to figure out a time next year for both of us to go at the same time well that would be very cool I mean that's you're talking Greg Greg as himself and not not as a promoter right yeah right well cool yeah let us know how that goes that sounds really really cool so what else about the place? What I will um, tell us more. Want to hear more? Exciting stuff. Wait, what since you're running? Anything? <laughs> um. Well, there in the very bottom of the hospital, it was like the old cafeteria, which is like the basement. Uh -huh. Um. Me and Justin were in the very back corner of it, and one of the girls that was there, she was. I think she was running the camera and the recorders and me and Justin were staying there with our arms on each other with our eyes closed like trying to sense stuff right. and we both felt a little kid walk between us and put his arms around us right and it sent chills up me because I haven't felt nothing like that in forever right little kids get get to me you anyway. could feel yeah. the energy in that room right I mean that's the thing I mean uh, yeah me too yeah hospitals and and prisons have to be some of the most active locations you could po you could possibly want to go to because of all the pent-up energy you know what i mean oh yeah i've always wanted to go to moundsville and investigate there but i've not got the chance to go yet but right. hopefully next year we might be able to go i'm looking into it and seeing how much it costs for my team to go right well now you could talk to greg too i mean greg uh, could help you out with that couldn't he with uh with his um, promotional aspect in the business. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'll check great. Got a couple locations in Tennessee he could help me get into, too, like the right. old Pittsburgh Hospital. Right, right, yeah. That might be one location we might look into this year. Right. If I was you, I'd, I'd hit him up, man, and say, hey, you know, is there a place that you can get us hooked up with? Hell, it's been so long since we've been doing anything, I'd... I'd, I'd almost ask him to hook us up somewhere, you know what I mean? With rural Indiana, rural Indiana Paranormal, it's been so long. But, you know, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah, the hospital was honestly the last place I did anything at. Right. Yeah, the last the last places that we did anything at were residential. Of course, we can't, you know, that's confidential, so we can't talk about it. We can't, you know, say anything. The, the, the last public place we investigated was way back when like four, four or five years ago at least in Terre Haute yeah 
yeah, I understand what you're talking about when it comes to residentials. We don't, like when we do them, we don't release no information about mm-hmm. it unless the homeowners give us permission to. Right. Yeah, and it's best not to. Because it's Which right now, too, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm getting ready to start a job in PA, so we'll have the extra money to actually get new equipment this year, right. kind of get set up with places that actually cost money, right? and we might be able to get our name out there a little bit more this coming year. Right. I mean, that's that's, that's another unfortunate thing about it is some of these places, I mean, they may be rumored to be haunted and the greatest places in the world but the fact remains is they charge way too much for what it's worth i mean i in my opinion I, oh yeah i'm not a fan of uh i'm just gonna call it call it uh, pay to plays I, I you know not a fan but i mean i understand there yeah. is up, there is upkeep on the building and that kind of thing so it is what it is yeah which like like you said, I mean, I understand it in some cases, yeah. but some of these places that just want to charge outrageous prices is a little ridiculous to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, it's just a means of making money. That's all. It's a means for them to make some pocket like money. the Heyman keep... House, it's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The Heyman House in Sutton, West Virginia, it's not expensive at all. Like, they're actually decent on their prices, and they charge you one big price for your whole group right instead of it being so much per person if you don't have enough people right i can't remember what it was how much it was which I, that's i know i know it, it's not it's not really too bad as, as far as i can remember but uh the uh asylum in winchester here that the um i'm drawing a blank and we've been there many many times damn it um oh my gosh uh, <laughs> in Winchester, Indiana, the big asylum there. What is it? Oh my gosh, I cannot remember. I can I, I hate myself. I do this. Yeah, I, I draw a blank all the time. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a fantastic place to be, and it's it's it does appear to be really active too. And they don't the the, the rates aren't too ridiculous, you know. Yeah. That's like a couple places around here, like the Heyman House. You have most of the main places that are like active around here. Nobody really own like Flinderation Tunnel, Silver Run, Loveberry. Places like that are just public places you can go to. Yeah, the Heyman House is probably the one place I want to go to the most in West Virginia. Yeah, I mean the asylums just the asylum in itself to me i've been there so much and i know so much about it there's really nothing there for me if you know what i'm saying right no oh oh oh, oh uh the uh mansfield Re- and then mansfield mansfield Re- Re- reformatory is what i was trying to think of yeah anyway i'm sorry go ahead um moundsville is one place i've always wanted to go to um, some people I talked to that have been there said it's pretty active. Some people say it's not. Right. So it's kind of a place I'm kind of tore on spending that much money to go to. Right. Just not to get nothing. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, once again, though, like everyone always says, you know, they they don't act on cue ordinarily. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, 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 it's 50-50 shot. You know what I mean? You never know. 
Yeah. How much do they charge, by the way, if you don't mind? Yeah, I've, there's a bunch of places we've been looking into. What are their fees, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I know, like I told you, we're looking into going back to the hospital. Yeah. The Heyman House. Right. Um, the Conjuring House was mentioned, but I don't know with all the COVID situation going on how they're doing things right now. Right. And with with all the hype, um, I, I doubt that's going to be cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm worried about, it being just, like, extremely outrageous. Too. Yeah, just because just because of the, all the hype about the movies and that kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand completely. But, again, um, what would what, um, what's the average? What's the average fee that these places are charging that you know of? Um... For the Conjuring House? No, no. For uh, for the Haynes or, or the other place you, you spoke about, the hospital. Um, the hospital or the Heyman House? I can't really hear you. We I, keep breaking up. I'm sorry. Uh, either one. I mean, what's the average, on average, charge per group or per person? Um, it's usually depending on the size of the place. If you go anywhere, like the hospital itself we went to, I believe it was right around 1200 maybe, but that's for like a whole group of people. We only paid like $100 for each of us to go. Right, right. And then the Heyman House, if I remember correctly, depending on what like time of year you go, like <laughs> anywhere from January to... April, right. it's not very much at all. It's like $200, I believe, for a whole group. Right. That's not too bad. I guess I would assume it goes no. up. No. I, I, would, I would assume it goes up a little because if you do go in the winter, they they, they turn the heat on for you, I, I'm assuming. I don't know. Just stuff like, well, it depends. Like, during the summertime, they have more people coming to investigate it. Right. So the price kind of goes up a little bit, but like during the off season, yeah. they just kind of lower the prices and give people deals. Oh, do they? Right. Well, that's cool. Huh. Yeah. Well, about that. I I would think it would be well, I guess that makes sense though, right? Yeah, they get, you know, got to make up their money somehow. Yeah, you're right. Are you still in your car by the way, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I'm still in my car. <laughs> it's raining here. Oh man, yeah, it was raining here, but uh, and it was actually it was sleeting here earlier. Then it started raining. Weird. Anyway, so you got a brand new. Well, you don't have a yeah, brand new team. The weather but, here is a bit weird. Yeah, you, you don't have a brand new team, but you have new team members, and you're gearing up, looking forward to getting excited about going to that hospital which is very cool take some photos man put them up on your website and stuff too and maybe send a few to dead zone to post too oh i will i will for sure whenever we go yeah we're gearing up pretty much to make this year be a bigger year than we've had the last few years right that's why pretty much everybody in the group we all have jobs now right and it helps too because everybody that used to be in the group Right. I'm not mentioning no names because I don't want no drama started. Right, no drama. If you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, yes, yes. But when 
whenever you just have one one person pretty much doing everything, it makes it harder. And like everybody I got on the group now wants to pitch in and help with everything. Right. So it's going to make everything so much easier on the whole group this year. Absolutely, I, I understand completely because you have some people that want to tag along and do absolutely nothing but just have fun in their minds and not do the work, not put the yeah. work in. Yeah, I get it. I understand, dude. I understand. Is there anything else that you guys have going you'd like to talk about? Um, well, one big investment that I'm going to do this year, uh-huh. I just don't know what point in time next year I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to invest in actually getting us an SLS camera, yeah. getting us like a DVR system so we can set cameras up in different places. Right. It, it, that's really not that exp- uh, inexpensive. I'm sorry. That's really not that expensive. I mean, we've got a four camera system that only costs like maybe two fifty, three hundred bucks. You know. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't need nothing real, real expensive. We just need something that way. When we're in one different part of a location, we still have cameras up recording. Right. Because where we just had my little camera, it never stayed charged. And it made things so much harder. Oh, and yeah. we always had to use our phones to do everything. And you know how phones are. Sometimes they yeah. want to work and sometimes they don't. Right. Yeah, the the, uh, the camera, the uh, infrared camera that I use, I would carry, I would be lucky to get a good hour out of that battery charge and then have to recharge it again. You know what I mean? Pain in the ass. But Yeah, and that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem we were having whenever we were at the hospital. Right. Greg's cameras wouldn't stay charged very long, so it, we had to keep running and changing batteries. Right. It just makes no sense at all. I mean, it, why? And some people will say, "Well, it's the spirits; they're draining the batteries, draining the batteries out of your camera." Well, okay, that's fine. Why? Why are they messing with my camera? Why don't they take my flashlight batteries or something? You know what I mean? Why does it have to be the camera? Yeah. <laughs> and not. Uh, it, it don't really always mean that they're doing that. It's just some of these cameras you get and stuff, they just don't stay charged. They just don't. Absolutely. You're right. They're, they're junk. I mean, I've, I've got I've got two uh, the attachable uh, LED lights, right, that are, you have to, of course, re- mm-hmm. recharge, and they're just absolutely worthless. You can't see five feet in front of you, and the charge lasts maybe a half hour. Just ridiculous. So I guess in in some cases. Oh yeah, it, you that's get, the way my camera is. Yeah, in some cases you do get what you pay for though. So I mean, you know, again, it is what it is. Yeah, like my camera was about two hundred and twenty when I bought it, I believe. Yeah. But after me having it about about a year. Yeah. The battery didn't stay don't stay charged at all, and yeah. if you don't have one of the external lights like you were talking about, you can't see five feet in front of you. It just right. looks like straight darkness. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even I've, I've went so far as to entertain the idea of buying. You've seen the the floor lamps that are infrared. You just plug them in into each individual room. And they theoretically light up yeah. the room. I'm, I thought about buying a few of those because that that would make a life make life a lot easier too, if they work the way yeah. they say they do. So who knows about that? <laughs> yeah. And another person I'd like to give a shout out to, since I haven't I haven't really talked to her as much as I used to. Um, the lady that helped me so much whenever I was living in Williamson, Heather knew. She helped me so much while I was down there getting into places. She's actually the one that hooked me up with Greg. Oh, cool. Okay. 
Greg's a good guy, man. He really is. And yeah, Greg's probably one of one of the only people I met while I was down there besides Heather that's actually became very very close with me. Cool. Very cool. Well, like I say, um, I'm sure, I'm sure he can help you guys. He can hook you up in some places. Yeah. And speaking of Greg, there's another place that I'd like to try to get back into, too, that me and him went. Just It was just me and him. I don't remember if we posted a lot of pictures of it or not. Um, it's the Haunted Majestic. It's in Huntington, West Virginia. Right. It's a haunted ship. Oh, cool. And that place was pretty accurate. Too. Oh, that's cool. I wouldn't mind doing that myself. A haunted, a haunted ship in in Virginia. I've never heard of that. The Majestic. Um, you'll have to check it out on Facebook. It's called the Haunted Majestic. After we get off here, um, I'll get on Facebook and send you their page and everything. Okay, that's that's cool. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I want to check that out because I'm I'm a nut for. I'm a nut for boats and ships and, and that that kind of thing anyway, and I'd, I'd love to go see that. Just go check that out. Yeah, man. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Yeah, and the guy that runs it is really nice. Like, he's he's one of the nicest people I've met at a location. Cool. All right, man. Um, we're we're gonna. In ride. that place. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say in that place right there. Like after when we were leaving, I'll be quick about it. We were. We had all of our equipment out of there, locking the gate up, and there was something banging on one of the doors on the <laughs> ship trying to get out. See, I love that. Yeah, that'd be great. Did you go check it out and see what it was? No. <laughs> well, by the time we already locked everything up, we didn't have the keys for it. So, oh. of course, we couldn't get back in there. It wanted to show itself after we were gone. All right. Dang, that would have been cool. <laughs> all right, man. Um, Dakota Rifle, you heard it. You know what? You got a brand new team going. Well, kind of a brand new team going, and lots of good things coming up in the future, right? Yeah. The hospital, the, the, the uh, what'd you call yes, it? The sir. Hayes House. The Hayes House, right? Is that what you said? The Heyman House. Heyman House. I'm sorry. I've got the Hayes House and that, that one confused. Yeah. Mm. So check that out and go to the website. The website is what? Night Hunters Paranormal. We are on Facebook, and I'm in the process of getting my own website. All right, excellent. When you do, link it back to us too. Okay. I will. I'll sure will, buddy. I appreciate y'all having me back on here. All right, we will, and we will again. Okay. Night Hunters Paranormal. All right, all right, buddy. Y'all right, have a good night. Take care and stay safe. All right, Dakota. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help. What makes them do the things they do? Booze, babes, and bad guys.
affected by the para-x bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the para-x bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the para-x website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the para-x bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions, or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night, 
by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming, and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X.
This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.